Mr. B. Dr. Mowgli. Thank you for listening to our episode. Today's guest is Jeffrey Vela. Welcome to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby and Carl. And today we have great guest, um, one of the great podcaster. Let me welcome Mr. Oren Smith. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Well, thank you for coming to our podcast and it's been an honor. So tell me a little bit about uh, yourself and my audience. Yeah. So um, relatively new to the podcast world. Um but uh, so I host a show called Managing Manhood, and the, basically the point of it is to pretty much to talk to other other men and kind of get helps and pointers of how to basically manage manhood. Um, and other than that, uh, when I'm not podcasting, I work at an elementary school as a teacher's aide. Um, I've been married for about 10 years now. I have a daughter who's four. Um, so that pretty much sun, sums up my life currently. So Very nice. Very nice. Now tell me a little bit about uh, managing manhood. So yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. So basically it kind of came up with an idea for basically how do I manage my own manhood, right? You go on the social media, you go onto YouTube, you look up, and there's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of people, a lot of guys who talk about, like, if you want to be a real man, this is what you have to do. And mm-hmm. if you want to make lots of money, this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good information out there, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of, like, contradictory information as well. And it gets to the point of, like, you know, with the the algorithm, YouTube algorithm, that it'll keep like feeding you this stuff and it just gets to the point of like okay so like what does this mean like how do i use this and apply this in my own life and um a few years back i've actually gotten a degree in um radio television broadcasting Mm -hmm. and i wasn't doing anything with it so i decided you know why don't i like do a podcast and uh as I was thinking about that, the idea of managing manhood popped up into my mind and I just kind of went for it. And really the premise is, is that I talk to all kinds of different guys and everyone has um, a story that they have to share and lessons that they can teach other people living their own life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, that's what real, you know, real men aren't Mm -hmm. really the ones that are Mm -hmm. on social media i mean they can do that and they can make money doing that way but there's like a lot of other voices out there too Mm -hmm. and really i just talk to them and i you know share that information and if someone else is listening to it and find it helpful then you know that's that's great so 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 what you're saying is that you know, you found it very interesting that everybody has a different perspective on manhood and that is like, it's exciting to know for everybody's perspective, right? Yeah. And like, I feel like there's not enough representation for guys in general. Like you hear a lot about like, you know, toxic masculinity, right? Like, what does that mean? There's a lot of, there's a lot of support and things like that for women out there. And guys generally don't really talk about their feelings um, they don't really talk about hardships they have in life. 
So I really wanted to be kind of like, not so much like I, I, I do not come in and say, I, I know everything, right? Cause I don't, that's why I'm doing this podcast is because I, I come to it in a place of learning. And I also come to it in a place of, I want to be able to create a space mm-hmm. where I can build a community of guys really talking about that kinds of stuff and talking about the hardships and talking about the things that they're learning and yeah. And just like build this, community that's positive right positive masculinity not toxic in a way of no, saying that way yeah so yeah that's that's a you know very interesting discussion because you know i think with time things are getting more clear so you know with time i think there was a time before uh, you know where men were mostly defined by one stereotype and that's sure. what i think created uh toxic and whatever masculinity you say. Right, yeah. Or uh, now we are getting into shades of a manhood, right? There are different shades. Yeah. And then um, it is exciting that, uh, that first of all, nobody thought there are more than one, all right? Mm. And like you said, there are more, more than just to know more than your stereotype or whatever. And so I think it, it, it'd be interesting to see and hear from you. So tell me a little bit more about some of the exciting comments or some of your podcast fellows shared with you some of thoughts on this subject here. Sure. So I think what it comes down to is that, you know, everyone... Like we we kind of sum man up manhood into like one one thing, right? But it's really just about like the human experience, the human story, because like my version of manhood could be very different than your version. Mm-hmm. And so like and even the experiences, like my very first podcast, I talked to my good friend who recently had lost his wife to cancer. Mm-hmm. And um he was really kind of talking about what it was like to be able to like mourn his wife and to kind of move on. And then when I first recorded that a couple of years before, or like a couple of summers before I uploaded it. And then I recently talked to him again and mm-hmm. talked to him again about like what it was like, cause he, he remarried mm-hmm. and talked about what it was like to, you know, being remarried and the difference between like, you know, finding love again, and totally different circumstances than getting a divorce, right? Like you, you hate the other person, quote unquote, whatever reason why you would get divorced, but he didn't, he was still basically in love with his first wife who died and was like, how, how do you deal with that? And, um, other things that I've learned, like we talked about, um, someone who had found really, really big success in like intermittent fasting Mm -hmm. and, um, again, weight loss is something that is something that it's on my mind constantly now, because I have started another podcast called Orin Learns Everything. And on that one, I'm talking to a a personal trainer who's trying to help me lose, you know, 80 pounds. Um, So that's kind of like, you know, how do I manage my life by losing weight? Um, Mm -hmm. I've talked to other people, this one really cool uh, guest who was, um, it's, it's not a professor, he's kind of a teacher. Um, he talks about how to get stress and anger out of your life. And he's done a TED talk and he goes around schools and he talks about like how, what anger and what stress does to your body and how to, you know, get it out of your life. And 
the importance of doing that. Um, I've talked to, goodness, I've talked to someone who is into, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, hypnosis, but not mm-hmm. like stage hypnosis. Like you go to him, like he's a, a doctor, but not a doctor and he hypnotizes you and he talks to your subconscious somehow and helps deal with trauma and other things like that. And learning, learning like how that could be a useful tool for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all kinds of different stuff, like, um, yeah. And I've recorded so many things that I have yet to upload that I'm excited to like revisit because I've honestly forgot all of the people that I've talked to. Um, so yeah, it's been really good. Um, I've only, I'm only at like, I think maybe 10 episodes as of right now. And I have a whole bunch that are like being worked on and edited by my friend. Um, so yeah, it's it's been quite the journey. Oh, very nice. I'm 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 glad you're enjoying it, the journey. Yeah. So you know, also since you brought a little bit touch on lifestyle, I guess I would love to share that too. That I lost hundred pounds naturally. Okay. Wow. So over one year, and you know, with changing my lifestyle, and uh, five years ago. So, That's amazing. So, and I can certainly help you and your audience to learn more about it, which I love to teach all the time. Um, so I practice a medicine, but I also teach a lot of lifestyle because I'm so passionate about it. Hmm. And then I think uh, a very interesting comment you had about is that, you know, uh, now men are more focused on on losing weight or at least getting more into fitness that there was a time where they would just say this is a family pack and then the end of your you know discussion but now i think the trends are changing which is good i'm very happy about that because i always felt that men should be more leaner uh, and you know because thing is men need uh, they operate out of testosterone more mm-hmm. and then uh, the fat unfortunately produces more estrogen okay so really you don't need estrogen you know if you want by all means have it but you know if you keep your body composition more uh, leaner then you have probably more uh, testosterone than, than estrogen so so that probably is better for you than taking supplements, you know, because you can use your natural. Mm. So that's my take on that. Um, women, on the other hand, can have more of a little bit fat because they need estrogen and they need hormones more than us. So, mm. so, so you know, it's interesting that the concept should be a little bit reverse. Yeah, just just a thought. Yeah, people can differ on that. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. And, you know, there's also kind of like this trend because of people being on um, social media more. And I think a lot more eyes are on more people. Mm-hmm. And I think there's this aspect of like, I need to look a certain way. So like a lot of people are like looking for like being aesthetically pleasing, like, Cause that's, those are the things like there, there was this thing on TikTok 
Um, and it said that the people who are more like attractive, who are more appealing to the eye are the ones that are getting more views or the ones that are getting more pushed. Right. So I feel like there's still this group of people who are, are trying to like look a certain way for that reasons. Um, I mean, sure. I would love to look like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like a bodybuilder or anything. I mean, I want to live healthy. I have, I have, um, history of diabetes in my family i have histories of certain cancers and there's like all of these other things that are like totally like preventable mm. and i feel like by making these changes in my life like like i'm just trying to be more healthy right like all of that like aesthetically pleasing stuff is all secondary but it's really like a wanting to mm. control what i can control and one of the biggest things you can control, right, is like what you're eating, um, like how much exercise you're doing. Um, and I just, I, I would like to, you know, stick around for as long as I can. Like if I get like, you know, if I happen to like get in a car crash or die or something like that, then, you know, that happens. But if I end up getting sick and dying from something that could be totally preventable, then, you know, that's, that's on me. Like, you know, that's my fault. And I, I want to try to avoid that. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I love that because, you know, it's very interesting that what you said, it is, uh, you know, you do get, uh, you know, of course you will look great no matter what, but uh, yes. But I think the improvement should be only based to, for your health. So I did it exactly for health reason, nothing mm. else. Mm. I became diabetic. So like you are talking about, so the, there are only two options, either change your lifestyle and get rid of your diabetes or take medication rest of your life. Right. That's about it. So then I chose the other way to, to cure it, lose weight and fix my cholesterol, blood pressure and everything and be healthier rest of my life. And I'm thankful because I'm not no longer on medication. But same thing, what you said, you want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy the best time. This is the best. And, you know, sad thing is you work hard for so many years to reach here. And mm -hmm. once you reach here, you are sick. And and then once you try to retire, you are you have 12 medications. And that's, yeah. not, that's not the way to retire. Right. And I, I honestly, like, I know people who have retired and who have died, like, within a year to two years after they retired right yeah because of like for whatever reason it could be like you know the way they took care of their body it could be the fact the lack of like you know some people say that you know especially when you get up and older in age it's really important for you to have those social connections to have those um just be those like to do stuff to have a reason to wake up in the morning and like some people who retire, like they put all of their energy and life into their job. And now that job's done, what else do they have? Right. So like that could, that could affect some people. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a scientist or anything like that. I'm not a brain doctor. Like, you know, I can't, I can't say that for fact, but yeah, it makes you think, you know, maybe, maybe that could be one of the factors for that. But yeah. Um, and I've also noticed with like, you talk about lifestyle and weight loss, like some reasons why we are the way we are, you know, being overweight and it's a lot of lifestyle. Like 
losing weight is more than just like counting calories and exercising more. It's, it's changing your lifestyle. It's changing who you are. It's changing your habits. Mm -hmm. Like it's changing, like, you know, somebody who's going to like watch TV all day to like go out for a walk. Um, What do you do? Go out for a walk. You listen to a podcast, you listen to a book on tape, you're learning, you like, you, you are changing a, a lot more than just weight loss. You're like changing your mindset. You're changing how you live. You're, you're changing why you live. Basically. I feel like there's a lot of reasons that someone becomes overweight and it's not just because they eat too much food. Like there's other things that happen to you. There's stress, yeah. there's stresses in your life. There's, there could be trauma in your life. There could be whatever reason. And you got to fix that too, or else you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose the weight. Right. Because. Absolutely correct. And I think you're right. I think I I can give example is like, you know, those old tracks we used to have, you know, the track will keep playing same song. If, if you keep on the same track, which is you keep on doing same thing every day, and then you expect a different voice or different song. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So you really have to change your tracks, thinking the way we do things, the way we enjoy life, the way, let's say, when we have family get together. And yes, we have to eat together. That's I love it. But you can eat healthier together too. And you can do exercise together too. Mm-hmm. And you can go walk together too. And you can have fun activity, healthier activities together. You don't have to sit on couch and watch movie with popcorn, right? right? So I think that's where I I find it a little troubling. So I think you're absolutely right. All we have to do is just look at what we are doing and then change that landscape, change that mindset. That's all, just a little bit. That's all you need. And then you are back to your normal. Good thing yeah. is you can do it anytime. Yeah. And, and the last thing I have to say about is also like, if you look at, you know, the foods that you're eating and like culturally, like we, and you know, here in, in the United States, I feel like um, it could be everywhere, but like, we are a culture of eating food, right? Like everything we do is evolved around food. Everything like that. You talk about family reunions, like we gather to do what? Eat food. Um, we, we, we go out and celebrate by doing what we eat food. We, we have cakes, we have all of this stuff and like the processed food that we're eating is made to be addictive. Right. So like, I feel like also in a way you're kind of like losing your agency in a way because you're giving into like these things that are super addictive and they're programmed to make your body, um, crave this stuff like it's talking to your like the lower parts of your brain that are, are built for survival right it wants shelter it wants food it wants to procreate mm-hmm. and like it's t- it's tapping into those things mm-hmm. that are then making us into you know n- not robots but into like you know slaves of food right and it's like we don't really need to eat as much as we are um it turns out and it it finds out that if you're not spending your whole time eating or looking for food or thinking about food, you have a lot of time to do other stuff. 
Mm. like other hobbies you want to do and this is part of that lifestyle change right a lot Mm. of hobbies hobbies you want to do a lot of like things i wish i have never things i wish i did that i have never done like why aren't you doing them like go and do it (laughs) like you got no reason not to yeah yeah if you don't know how to do it google search talk to somebody who's already done it um so like yeah yeah, no, I love it what you're saying. You know, I think there's nothing wrong with, with the culture. I, I, I love American culture. I mean, I can't come from Asian culture from Pakistan. And we have also same, you know, all my uh, culture, culturally, we have any guests come, anybody comes, you give food, you eat, 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 eat till, mm-hmm. you know, you say no. So everything, crying, laughing, everything has to be food. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think problem is okay if the food was healthier. Problem happened, they added chemicals to their food. Mm-hmm. And I think they ruined the the, the main theme of their thing. So it, I, I don't think there is, a, you know, I give example, I went to Europe and uh, on a vacation and I, I, I was eating their cake every day, okay? Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I lost ten pounds at the end of vacation. In US, if you eat the cake every day, you will for sure gain weight. Okay? Yeah. So I think there has a lot to do with what they put in it too. Yeah. So, so I think same stands for for uh, other foods. They put fructose. They put ten other additives in it. And I I understand they want to feed the massive population, but that's a great thing. But I don't think you have to do so much damage to you know food um, by destroying everybody's health so i think that there has to be there is a reason so in europe they have little different standards and things and then people are a little more i mean they also enjoy eat and believe me italians and french and uh, you know all everybody's you know everybody's we all mediterranean asian name everybody loves food and there's nothing wrong with that. But have healthier, healthier choices. That's all. I think take the chemicals out of these fructose, corn syrup, destroying us, destroying us. And then I think it should be banned by food industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like you mentioned that. But yeah, there's like stuff in American food that's like banned in Europe. <laughs> like yeah, I, banned, I know, yeah. yeah like, like they're not allowed to put that kind of stuff in their food out there. Um, and also the portion sizes are a lot yeah, different yeah, from what I've heard, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, if you've, you you can go into it and it's really like, you know, conspiracy, right? Conspiracy theorists. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not one for conspiracies, but like, yeah, it's all about putting money in other people's pockets, right? Because then mm-hmm. you can, you can talk about like banning food and stuff and like, but then you look at healthcare and then like how expensive healthcare is here, like, yeah. Yeah. it's all it's all a big circle <laughs> like yeah well i mean there are they have they are uh, you know kind of hidden agendas for all I mean, food sure. industries attached to pharmaceutical industry to uh, you know of course i'm a doctor and i can tell you there is no reason i see that we should be so the healthcare should be so expensive i don't see a reason believe me i don't see it but I, the only reason i see is that it is it uh, you know yes if we go to the other route 
And if we have lesser from medications, people are more healthier, which I wish they are, then the pharmaceutical industry will go down absolutely because you don't need so many drugs. Um, but then their profits margin and stocks and everything will go down too. But, uh, you know, is that, uh, you know, better? I think so. But, you know, I'm not the one uh, running the stocks or not, or investing in stocks. So, yes, those are sad, but that's true. You know, sad thing is you can tell about any drug. Look at the stock market before FDA or before all these get approved. Just look at the stock and you will know the next six months, one year, this drug is going to be somehow the research will be manipulated. Things will be ad advertisement will be there about that medicine. It looks like that medication is the lifesaver. But that's this is where the problem is. Problem is there are people behind for the money and not for anybody's health. So that's my take. I mean, I'm a doctor, I can tell you. So, but that's that's uh, sad, very, very sad, but that's true. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of it is, like, I find reactive versus, like, proactive, right? A mm -hmm. lot of, like, a lot of these medications and stuff is, like, a reaction of stuff, and it's kind of, like, not necessarily, like, a Band-Aid, but it's, like, something happens, and then you take the medicine, and I think there needs to be more teaching on how to prevent something from happening in the first place. Yeah. And and that comes to like, you know, eating better. Yeah. That comes to like exercising more. And it goes back to like, you know, I want to be able to, um, there's a lot of preventable stuff that I'm learning how to, you know, eat better and lose weight and all that kind of stuff too. So. No, no. I, I, I love when people say that, you know, it's very interesting that, even in medicine, when you go to any doctor's office, they'll put you this, uh, they will talk about preventive stuff, but they'll give you a handout and say, go and read it yourself. Try yeah. to understand it. Well, nobody reads. Second is, it's very hard to understand. Third, sad thing is most of the medical providers never practice themselves either. Mm -hmm. So you'll see that they themselves are overweight, their health is poor, and what are they going to teach other? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so you have to practice then uh, first and then preach. So that's uh, my take on that. Is always you know hmm. just uh, and and it carries a lot of weight. If you if you practice and preach, then you know you can say no. I am doing it. You should do it. Hmm. So right. Sure. So all comes down the same. That's my take. And so, you know, so there we can definitely <laughs> talk. I keep talking on that. So any final thoughts and then we'll end this conversation? Um, I don't know. Like, I just, like, final thoughts, like, and this could go for anyone and not necessarily about, like, managing manhood, but, like, in my podcast, a lot of the people have said, you know, do your research. <laughs> and we just pretty much talked about that just now. Like, you know, you talk about, like, the preventive care and then you go and you do you give pamphlets nobody reads it anyway like there's this quote that i heard that i really really liked and it's that those who do not read are no better off than those who can't read right yeah so wow. it's like it's kind of like come on like you've learned to read and this goes to my you know teaching elementary school kids yeah. if you can learn to read you can basically do anything you want 
um, anything in, in, in your life that you want to achieve, any goal you want to do, like you can do it by, by reading and seeking help. Like that's important too. Um, ask for help. Someone has been where you are right now and someone has figured out how to be where you want to be. Ask that person and I'm sure they can help you in achieving your own goals. And that's kind of what my podcast is all about. Thank you. Oh. Thank you for doing that amazing work. And by the way, I'm a big fan of teachers because I think they can really teach a lot of things. It doesn't matter, but they have this unique ability to connect uh, to people. And, you know, by the way, I would love even for when we have patient educators, we love if they are teachers because they really teach patients the stuff which we want them to learn. And I think maybe as a teacher, they should moonlight as a, <laughs> in the doctor's office. Yeah. So I think it, it, it'll be great, uh, you know, serving humanity all together. Thank you for, for your amazing work and keep it up. Thank yeah, well, thank you. Thank um, definitely. Take care. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening to this podcast and supporting us. Take care. Good night.